You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwall, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the Wall of Freedom. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land, we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Welcome back, patriots, to the Patriot Cause. Today I'm going to talk about something that has absolutely twisted my mind, my soul, and my heart. As most of you know, I spent 20 years of my life in the Marine Corps supporting and defending the Constitution of the United States against all enemies foreign and domestic. But I'm telling you, the enemy is now domestic. They are trying very hard and succeeding in destroying this country. And I'm going to give you an example of how this administration is so woke today that they don't even have a clue what they're doing to the military and how dangerous it is from a national security level to appoint certain people into the Department of Defense of this country, specifically those that have absolutely zero skills or experience to hold those offices. And the one I'm going to talk to you about today is the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Manpower and Reserve Affairs. So before we get into this, what is this position? That person directly reports to the Secretary of Defense in preparing the manpower and the reserves of the United States to go to war, to defend this country. It's a very, very important role that was originally established by Ronald Reagan on May 3rd, 1984, when the first person that was appointed to that position, his name is Jim Webb. And we'll talk more about that in the podcast. But the Senate is going through a process to approve a nomination by Joe Biden 
to take this position, to go into this position of command, the best way to look at it, of the defense of the reserves in America, which, by the way, is huge. The reason we have such a large reserve is because when it comes time that this country has to fight a major war, and even like we did in Iraq and Afghanistan, many reserve people went to these wars. And these were regular people that had regular jobs, but they enlisted in the military and became officers in the military in the reserve component. And the way the reserves work is once a month, one weekend a month, they train. And then two weeks out of a year, they train. In between there, they're doing just their normal jobs until we need them to get activated. And we're going to talk more about that. But we're going to start off talking about this person that has been nominated to take or be put in to that position to report to the Secretary of Defense, which was a four-star admiral in the Army, to be able to feed to him the necessary information to ensure that the Reserve Army is ready to go to war. This person's name is Brenda Sue Fulton. So, not saying that a woman can't have this job. There have been women that have had this job. But they have to be qualified for the job. And this person, which I'm going to prove, is nowhere near qualified to hold this position. So, I'm going to present to you information so you can understand the truth behind this person. We're going to start off with, yes, an article from this website, www.gayagenda.com. They did an article on Brenda Sue Fulton, and this is what it has to say. On December 1st of 2012, a couple from Ashbury Park, New Jersey, exchanged their vows in front of 250 guests at the U.S. Military Academy at West Point's Cadet Chapel. The ceremony was conducted by a friend, Senior Army Chaplain Colonel Wesley Smith of Dover Air Force Base. They had the typical sword salute at their wedding at the bride as the bride was a graduate of West Point. But the wedding was hardly typical 
as the couple were lesbians and were the first to get married in the cadet chapel. Brenda, now a marketing director for pharmaceutical company Pfizer, this is 2012, when they did this, and I'll tell you when she became part of Pfizer, she also founded what is called Nights Out, an organization that is made up of West Point alumni, staff, and faculty who support LGBT soldiers to serve openly. She is also on the board for OutServe SLDN, a nonpartisan nonprofit association of actively serving LGBT military personnel focused on bringing full LGBT equality to the U.S. military. That's the beginning of what we're talking about. So this is another article from The Common Good. She's a board member. This is 2013 of this organization, OutServe, the national organization supporting these members. She's a Florida native, graduated in 1980, part of the first class to include women and was commissioned in the Army. She served as a platoon leader, staff officer, and a company commander in Germany and was honorably discharged as a captain. A captain is like an 03. So you got uh, second lieutenant, first lieutenant, then a captain. So she may have done maybe four to six years in the Army. Never seen one single day of combat. Think about what I just said. Not one single day. So what is this person's career? Now, normally, if you're going to run for the uh, assistant of the Defense for Manpower and Reserve Affairs, I think you got a, a, a pretty long resume being in the military, going to combat, understanding how soldiers react in war, how to train them to be ready for war. This is what this position should be. But that is not what this administration wants to put in that position. Look, I don't care if she married a lesbian. It it doesn't matter to me that she married another woman. It's absolutely irrelevant. That's what she wants to do. That's fine. She is not qualified for this position. If you go to Wikipedia and try to find out about this person and their career, this is what it says. The first thing that shows up is LGBT military activism. Fulton worked briefly with the Campaign for Military Services, that's the SLDN, supporting President Bill Clinton's effort to overturn the Bay 
the ban on gay service. Those efforts failed, leading to the don't ask, don't tell policy, which I still believe should be enforced today. Another conversation, another podcast. The second thing on her resume on Wikipedia, in 2011, Obama appointed Fulton to the West Point Board of Visitors. Okay, not necessarily that big. And then in 2015, Fulton was elected as the chairperson of the Board of Visitors in West Point. During this time frame, she also was the marketing director for Pfizer. Now, the next thing she did was New Jersey, the Motor Vehicle Commission. So in February of 2018, Governor Phil Murphy of New Jersey appointed her as chair and chief administrator of the Motor Vehicle Commission. Holy snikes. She can issue driver's license to people now. And she's going to be qualified to be a major leader in the reserve forces of America. The only thing left in the Wikipedia is what's going on now that Biden has nominated her for this position. We're going to take a break. When we get back, very short break, we're going to talk about this position and the history of the Assistant Secretary of Defense of Manpower and Reserve Affairs. And hopefully everything will start clicking how this nomination, which praise God, please don't let it go through. And I'll explain to you why is a 100% political woke ideology forcing into America, into a country that absolutely does not deserve this person to lead our forces in combat. Oh, beautiful for spacious It brings chills to my body and my soul to listen to great military patriots singing 
about America. That was 100% acapella by the U.S. Army. Patriots that have fought in wars and seen death and seen their buddies die for this country and they're singing proudly for it. If this person becomes this Assistant Secretary of Defense for the Manpower and Reserve Affairs, I guarantee you people, military, patriots will leave the military in groves. They will understand that they do not have true leadership representation at the Pentagon, which makes a determination to send them to wars to fight for this country, good, bad, or indifferent. They know what it takes to prepare yourself, your comrades, your buddies, your friends, your family to defend this nation. And I'm absolutely convinced that this person does not have that ability. So let's talk about this Assistant Secretary of Defense for Manpower and Reserve. If you go to Wikipedia again, which again, sometimes it does give you the truth. In this case, there's a list of all the people starting with Jim Webb in May 3rd of 1984 assigned by Ronald Reagan into this position all the way down to today. On that list, there's only one person that was, one, not in the military, two, never seen combat, and she, she was assigned on June 1st, 1993, by Bill Clinton. It's all about politics. And when these Democrats get in office, they don't care about the military. They don't care about defending America. All they care about is power and getting the vote from people in this country that have been woke for years. This is a travesty, an absolute travesty, that this person is even appearing in front of the Senate of the United States Senate Committee to get nominated for this position. So what we're going to do is we're going to listen to it's about six, a little over six minutes long, but I broke it down in three parts. And we're going to listen to Senator Josh Haley from Missouri 
question this person about going into this position in the Pentagon to basically direct the reserve units of the United States. So take a listen to part one. Senator Hawley, please. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Thanks to the nominees for being here. You know, we've heard from a lot of nominees who've come before this committee from this administration a lot about equity and about fairness being top priorities in today's DOD. But I have to say, that just doesn't seem to bear out to be the facts. And Ms. Fulton, your nomination is a perfect example of it. What we've actually seen is targeting political opponents, targeting people who the administration doesn't agree with, trying to silence folks who they don't like. Clearly, it's a priority for this administration because they've been focused on that rather than doing things like, oh, I don't know, managing the evacuation from Afghanistan, where we have, let me remind this committee yet again, 13 service members dead, hundreds of civilians dead, potentially thousands of Americans left behind enemy lines. Why? Because the DOD is focused on their radical left agenda rather than on actually saving Americans and doing their jobs. Now, Ms. Fulton, I'm, I'm, I'm astounded, frankly, that you've been nominated. And listen, you're entitled to have whatever views you want. Look, I'm a constitutional lawyer. I'm actually a religious liberty lawyer by training. Your faith is your faith. Your views are your views. You can say whatever the heck you want. This is the United States of America. But you're asking to be appointed to a very important position in the DOD, Let me come back to some of these statements that you made. Uh, Religious freedom is twisted to mean conservative Christians can dictate their beliefs to the rest of us. Hashtag Hobby Lobby. Repeal RIFRA. When did you change your view on RIFRA? You told Senator Cotton you're not in favor of repealing it. You were on June 30th, 2014. When did you change your mind? I couldn't tell you exactly, Senator. Why did you change your mind? I couldn't tell you exactly, Senator you're choosing not to tell me or you don't want to engage or you don't like this line of questioning or you don't think you need to be responsive? Oh, I'm sorry, Senator. Of course, I I do mean to be responsive. Um, I don't recall the details of the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, and I want to be clear that I support religious freedom. I support the rights of our troops and our civilian employees uh, to their religious freedom to the entire extent that the law allows within their employment in the Department of Defense. And I support that in every way. You have a senator questioning a person that's going to give policy and direction to the massive reserve army of the United States. And this is what she says I couldn't tell you exactly the senator did his homework dug up all the things that this person has said and done and she's replying that I can't tell you exactly she is lying out of her teeth right there And if she's going to do that there, she's going to do it in the position that she may hail. She may hold this position. 
and she will continue to lie over and over again because these people do not want to accept responsibility of their failures. What would be weird and righteous is she would come out, admit what she did, admit what she said, and basically repent and say, I, that is, I was wrong. And it's not going to happen again. But that's not what she says. So let's continue on with this questioning at the Senate committee hearing. Why is it that you think that the vast majority of, of white evangelical leaders are utterly unmoored from the gospel of Jesus Christ? Can you explain that to me? Senator, I, I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I have had differences of opinion um, from people who um, uh, don't believe in, in full equality for all. Um, but I will say it is wrong. It was wrong for me in that, that moment. And I believe it is always wrong to tarnish an entire group of people with the beliefs or actions of one or a few. And for that, I apologize. I was absolutely floored to the bone when this person said, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Now, the interesting part about this is the senator asked the question and there was a very long pause. And she had to think about her answer. If you are a true Christian and a follower of Jesus Christ and somebody asks you that question, it instantly comes out of your mouth. Yes, he is our Lord and our Savior. And take this to the bank. If she was a true follower, follower of Jesus Christ, then she would admit the failure of her life as a lesbian and repent to the holy God. And she would have never, ever married this woman. In the conversation. The Bible is the word of God and it's the natural foundation of the law of human beings by the God that created us. She should not be standing in front of this committee speaking that she's a follower of Jesus Christ. Part three of this Senate committee hearing. You said that uh, if getting a Supreme Court judge who'd outlaw abortion makes all of this worth it to you, referring to evangelicals, your religion has nothing to do with Jesus. You also say 86% of those who consider themselves white evangelicals support Trump. So which part of it is disqualifies these people as Christians? Is it that they are opposed to abortion or they supported Trump or both? 
Help me understand your thinking. I'm so sorry, Senator. Could you read that again? I'm sorry. Uh -huh. on, on September 4th, you said, 2017, 86% of those who consider themselves white evangelicals support Trump. You said uh, in the same tweet thread, if getting a Supreme Court judge who'd outlaw abortion makes all this worth it to you, your religion has nothing to do with Jesus. So is it because they supported Trump that they're not followers of Jesus, or is it because they oppose abortion? Is it both? I'm trying to, Senator, I'm trying to put myself back in that moment. I know there were several points at which I felt that the president had, had made statements or taken actions that I felt were in direct contradiction with the way that I understand Jesus' teaching, and I'm expecting that I was reacting to that. Um, and uh, again, I don't believe we should ever tarnish a whole group of people for the actions of one. Do you think that it's your position to, to tell people when they are and aren't followers of Christ or truly Christians no, or not just because they disagree with you? I understand you disagree with these folks, but saying over and over that they're not followers of Jesus. You cited Matthew 23 on August 29th, 2017. When you said the vast majority of white evangelical leaders are utterly unmoored from the gospel of Jesus Christ. Matthew 23 applies. You remember what you meant by that? Maybe a reference to the brood of vipers. It's Matthew 23. Yes, Senator. Um, Senator, none of, none, of what I would have, none of what I've ever expressed on social media was intended to silence others. I believe there's a free expression of beliefs there, but I do believe that I apologize for statements at any time when I tarnished a whole group of people for the actions or statements of one or a few. And well, it was clearly meant to denigrate others. Listen, my time has expired. I just have to say, Ms. Fulton, it's not one statement. It's multiple statements over multiple years, running from 2014 through 2018. I mean, years. There's just, I mean, there's pages and pages of these statements, all directed at a particular group of people for whom you appear to have quite a significant amount of animus. You'd be expected to oversee many of these folks in the Department of Defense. I mean, that's, that's not fairness. That's not equity. That's targeting. And for those reasons, among others, I, I can't support your nomination. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is how Satan works. He controls people. He's controlling this individual. Take it to the bank. Satan is controlling her responses. Because if you were a true believer in Jesus Christ, you would speak the truth instantly. And this is what she said, question about whether abortion or the people of Donald Trump are not Christians. So she pauses and then says, well, uh, 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 can, can you repeat the question? That gives her time to redirect the question. She never answers it. She redirects it. And thank God the senator realized that. That she redirected to try to get it off of her. So she has no accountability. Yes, she said, well, you know, 
I, I didn't mean to, to say this about a whole group of people. But he brings to her four years on social media bashing Trump supporters, abortion. How in the God's name, our holy God, can a person stand in front of this Senate committee and pause to think about that question. I, I'm just, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just as upset talking to you about this as I was when I heard about it. When I watched that video of Senator Haley talking and bringing up the evidence of this person and watching that person squirm in the seat and trying to divert all the truth that he has brought out in front of her. This is how they operate. The truth is only in their mind. The truth is not in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not according to her. And she is going to be or possibly to be in charge of millions, millions of soldiers, airmen, Marines, Coast Guard, Army, Air Force, of people that believe in the Holy God in the armed forces of America. I, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss of how in God's name that this country get to this point. Tell me. I want to know what in the world happened. I have an idea of what happened. And that idea is called communism. Communism is evil. It is Satan in an absolute presence in America. And the politics of America is being controlled by communism. It's being controlled by Satan instead of what the Founding Fathers presented, a country that believes in the Holy God that created us, and then we create a Declaration of Independence, we create a constitution of a society 
that can live together in freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and freedom of just living your life without a massive government on top of you. And now the communists have control of this government and they want to destroy everything about this country. Think about it. She has never spent one single day in combat and now she's going to give directives if she gets in this position to the largest reserve force on the planet to be able to go to combat. This is the gunny out.